in reality, you don't have to be a dick when you own your achievements, right? You can be graceful, humble, and proud all at the same time. You know, making your dreams happen is a sign of dedication, hard work, commitment, consistency, and discipline. All those are great traits for bigger dreams. And please share them, you know, close the cycle by being unapologetically proud of your achievements because sharing them is a greater contribution to your tribe, to your community, because it gives them a a role model, B, how to do it. So just genuinely share your journey and share how you made it happen so that they can actually see that it is possible as well. Yeah, so there we go. Here are the six must-haves of what it takes to make your dreams come true. Anything you want is possible, unless you secretly dream of becoming a unicorn, which my child does, but I don't think that you do. So allow yourself to want what you want, plan for it, focus and be ready for your own greatness. That's all it takes to make things happen, actually. Welcome to the She Is Awesome podcast, the home for women business owners filled with extraordinary stories, giggles, and thoughtful conversations, offering inspiring takeaways for your life and your business. Hey, 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 gorgeous friend. It's Jaylan Boyce here, your host, and this is She's Awesome podcast. If you're new around here, let me reset and tell you what this show is about. Here, I talk about all things related to business, life, dreams, success, and also motherhood, difficulties, and shit shows that happen to us women business owners. Sorry if you have sensible ears as I am a bit of a potty mouth and you might hear a few F words here and there on this podcast. On this show, I have also the pleasure to have awesome guests and we love asking questions and having thoughtful conversations, laughing and sometimes crying together. Here we know we are awesome and we are proud to own our greatness. So this is a back-to-school episode for me as I have been cooking under the Mallorcan sun for the last six weeks and you have been listening in this period to some snippets from our most listened to and most influential episodes. And now, babe, I'm back and I'm back to let you know I can really shake them down. Any Dirty Dancing fans out there, just send me a message if you got the reference. If not, I will feel very lonely. But yes, I am back. And boy, it feels weird. (laughs) Holy shit. (sighs) I mean, you know, we humans are very adaptable creatures, especially when it's about adapting to comfort. It's so easy to get more and more sleep and more comfort and getting comfortable, less work, more sunshine, no shoes, no fucking shoes, like no socks for 40 days, tiny little clothes and just getting comfortable is so easy. 
So it does feel a little bit of a shock on my body, but I'm back. What happened in the past 40 days? All right, so for me, not much really, as I planned it. So, so that was the game that I wanted to play. 40 days of almost no work. My team was amazing and kept implementing the actions that we planned during our Q3 planning. I worked only one day per week, which was a total of five days because I didn't work one of the whole week. Five days in 40 days. I find it was amazing. But I admit, I also missed work. Now I'm kind of like ready to be fully in work because this, this, I love it. You know, having said that, I really enjoyed my time out, my family time and my connectivity time, like not connectivity online, connectivity with people, right? And I've done it without losing income. On the contrary, we were able to grow for September as we planned. So all good. So basically, I just had 40 days of sun and sea and great family time. I fucking enjoyed making memories with the two most important people in my life, my daughter and my husband. And I was able to give my attention to them, which is rare because I am always really passionate about my business and what I'm doing. So it was amazing to be able to dedicate time and energy to my family, like uninterrupted. Boy, I was able to read four books, like big books, you know, that's like amazing as well. Four books in six weeks. I was able to paint and did some craft with my daughter, watched three live concerts, swam hours and hours every freaking day. I am crisped under the sun. And, you know, I was just able to do things that filled me up with joy and happiness, like continuously. And now I am the proud mama of a little mermaid who can swim, who can deep dive. Now, I'm not even joking. That kid is like a little fish. She can snorkel. She's so friendly with even jellyfishes that we need to kind of make sure that she's not touching poisonous ones. You know, can you believe it? Like she was in armbands at the start of our summer break and now she is fearless. She just like dives right away in the sea, plays with waves and, you know, makes friends with fishes. That's my daughter. So that was a big win for our family to have our daughter completely become a water baby because we are both water babies. So that's what happened in the last 40 days as well. And, you know, my battery is full of power. I am energized, rested, ready and excited to get back to work and make more dreams happen because I love working and I love being able to make dreams happen. Now, let me tell you something. I'm not saying any of these things to brag or create a sense of superiority or, you know, make you feel like I am one of those who get there. That's not my aim. Actually, the opposite is my aim. And also saying them out loud and being grateful for what my summer looked like is 
a personal growth point for myself. You know, I could never say any of this out loud before as I would have thought that people would think I'm bragging and being a privileged bitch. Now, I know, I know that my summer was extremely privileged, but I also know that I'm not being a privileged bitch. I fucking worked my ass off to get there, you know, day and night. I was focused and I gave all my energy into building a business that would allow me to do that. And I had a lot of time in the past 40 days to ask questions and to reflect on what are the things that we have done with my husband and I have done in my business that helped us make this come true. You know, this was a dream that we had together. And actually, it's been three years that we are able to take really long summer breaks. But I used to work and be much more involved, whereas this time it was much easier. And I just like thought about it. How did we get there? And what do we need to do more of and what we can also not do anymore to make bigger dreams happen, right? And one thing that I noticed, and I'm going to talk about this in detail, is that there is what I can call a cycle to making your desired life happen. And the cycle closes by being proud of what you have achieved and being able to own that. And I'm not saying that in a way that is not humble, right? You can be humble and proud. So I think that is a big part of us being able to get closer to our desired life. And, you know, we both work relentlessly and that's a given. We love this game of business. We love creating. But in the cycle of making our dream happen, there is definitely that idea of kind of post-mortem thought process where you go, shit, we did it. Great job. What happened? How did we make it happen? And what can we do better next time to make a bigger one happen? And when I was thinking about this and when we were reflecting on it as a couple, we were able to take a step back and analyze what I would call the anatomy of making dreams come true. How do we make that happen? You know, what are the critical key things that we have done that really worked? So I gathered about six of them and I'm going to share with you today those six right? In our family, we try to ban one word because we feel like this word is a word of invalidation and it kind of creates bigger conflicts than what you can have or it triggers people. So this word happens to be also a word to ban when you are in the journey of making your dreams happen. And this is our first thing, okay? 
ban these two words when you are dreaming. And I'm going to tell you what are those words. But before that, let me take you right back to when I was at the university. So I was at my second year of university in south of France. And I decided to move to Paris because I knew that there would be more job opportunities there. So I wanted to go to a university called Sorbonne. It's one of the best universities in France. And I applied for the university, but they were going to give me an answer in September. However, I needed to move there during summer. So I decided to, you know, pack up and move. And I left my little flat, which was an amazing flat, by the way. It was an artist studio in the attic and it was amazing. So I quit that flat and I decided to pack up and move to Paris before even I received the acceptation from the university. And at that time, I had a friend, Sandra, and she came to help me pack. So months ago, from that moment, she had said that she wanted to move to Paris too. And we kind of had this excitement moment where we were like, oh, we can live together. It's amazing. Da, da, da. But somehow her engagement and her excitement and motivation faded away. And then we started to talk less about it. So I kind of like did my own thing and decided to, you know, take initiative and move. So when we were packing my stuff, she asked me a critical question. And she said, what if Sorbonne does not accept you? And I was a bit stunned because I could feel a little bit of, um, you know, negative feeling in her voice as well. But I was stunned because mostly I had never told about that possibility. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, of course I did, but for me, it was like a 5% possibility. And if it happened, we'll, we would figure it out, right? So I said naively, well, I'll go and talk to them and convince them. So she said the key words. She said, yes, but what if they don't accept? And that was like such a way to shit all over my, you know, excitement and motivation. And I just wanted to cut that conversation. I said, I don't know, I'll find a job and we'll apply next semester, I guess. And this time she was shocked and a bit insulted, I think. And she said, well, you're too sure about yourself or something like that. Anyhow, we've never got into a fight. But I guess slowly when I moved to Paris, we um, uh, fell apart right? So it was kind of like one of those relationships that didn't last beyond the borders of where you are. And that was the first time I understood the trap of yes, but. And then like when I reflect now, I can say that Sandra has always been a yes, but person because over the three, four years that I have being friends with her. And she was an amazing person, very generous. I loved her and I would love to see her again. But all her dreams ended before seeing the daylight with the sword of yes, but, you know, such a shitty way of thwarting your own life. Yes, but it's the sneakiest way to unvalidate yourself, unvalidate your dreams. You know, it doesn't go through any logical thought process. Instead, it just gives you a fear-based invalidation in a way that is 
passive aggressive because there is the word yes, like I hear you. Yes, I hear that you are dreaming, my little girl, but you haven't thought about this. And doing this to yourself is like the biggest betrayal. To me, it's the biggest betrayal. Had I had any spot thoughts for taking the entire summer off, boy, I would have a list of 20 pages, right? I just didn't look at it like that. I was strategic. This is my goal. What are my possibilities? What are my options? What are the barriers? And how do we overcome them? And how do I get to my goal? Basta, right? There is no yes, but there's just how do I build the journey to there? Would it happen? Would it not happen? Is not even a question. You know, you just put yourself into that journey as it will happen 100%. And if it doesn't happen, it's a learning curve. But you don't go in there saying, yes, but. So the first thing to do when you're dreaming, when you want to make something happen, when you have an audacious dream, a wish that seems like impossible at this moment, Please, please, please do me a favor, bend the motherfucker yes but, and instead use yes and what are my options, okay? This is a coaching question. Yes and what are my options and watch the magic happen. Watch how you are away from fear-based thoughts and how you are in the realm of possibilities, and how you are able to open doors, right? So that is the first thing to do. Bend the motherfucker, yes, but, okay? The second one is something that I preach always, and I will always preach. Dreams come true on the path of planning, right? Treat your dreams like a business, and also treat your business like your dream. Works really both ways. If you really want something to happen, plan for it. Seriously, I think any dream in life can be transformed into just a list of a logically prioritized actions. That's it. It's that simple. The minute you turn a dream into something tangible, a step-by-step action plan, the dream becomes a very simple, you know, direction or goal, if you want to say. When you have the list and the roadmap, it's just a question of actioning the actions. And then, you know, if you don't action the actions, it's a question of asking, do you really want that dream? And why then are you not doing the actions? So for me, there's no other way. Planning is the only tool that gives you access to the reality of your dreams. Basta. So second thing to do is plan, plan, and plan. Our Q4 2023 planning session is around the corner. These sessions have been the lifeblood for many women business owners who were able to grow and scale their businesses beyond their dreams. Planning is not optional. It's a must and we do it with fun and laughter. Join our online or London-based face-to-face planning session to take your business to its next level. All the details are in the show notes. You're just a click away 
from your 20% discounted ticket. Hurry up and book your spot. The third point of the anatomy of this journey is about prioritizing the dream, right? Most dreams come with trade-offs. That's life. I guess we have to marry this idea. And unfortunately, there is a narrative around having it all, having it all now. Uh, I don't adhere to that narrative. I don't think that it's fair to use it for the means of marketing because it's not true. It is not true. Every dream, even for the richest and most powerful, comes with trade-offs. Whether you trade off your time, your money, your health, whatever it is, resources have a limit and there needs to be trade-offs. And that's where I think the consistency builds. And that's where you need to have a very frank conversation with yourself saying, but hang on a second, you know, is making that dream happen? Is it really that important for me to trade off X? That is the question that you need to have with yourself and with people in your life, because, you know, some dreams have a bigger cost than you want to pay for. And it's honorable to say, okay, that's the dream. I know how to get there, but I'm not ready to pay this bill. So I'm quitting this dream before it starts. But you are not quitting with the idea of yes, but. You have explored it. You have worked on it. You have put in place a plan. You know the actions And you decide that you don't want to do it because what you're going to have to give up, it's too big. And that's honorable, right? But if you are in it and you decided to go for the dream, right? Making a dream come true means putting most of your energy into that dream. And I'm not talking about small dreams. I'm talking about these little big life dreams, right? If you start losing focus and getting distracted, it means you need to recalibrate, plan, and ask again if the dream is still as exciting and as dreamy as it used to be. And if so, reprioritize, refocus, and put one step after another to get there. That's the only way. And it's really normal that sometimes life takes over, You know, sometimes you want to do as others. It is so normal. I mean, how many times we have been off track because of family commitments and because of many other things. But at the end of the day, we had to always kind of like shake each other and go, but do we want to do this? If we want to do this, we need to really trade off that. So I think it's the idea of marrying the trade-off and saying, okay, this will cost me that much and I'm happy to take that cost. You know, I'm happy to give away my time or money or whatever. So prioritize the dream if you are sure that the dream is the dream, basically. Right. That was the third one. The fourth one. Right. This is, I guess, real for anything. Sharing makes it real. So talk about the dream. I guess 
talking about it to many people has two aspects. One is, well, you're creating a little bit of accountability because you're like, right, I said it, I need to make it happen. And you don't want to disappoint or you don't want to have the image of that person who could not make it happen. So it's kind of a kick in the ass. But also on an other level, more you talk about it, more you discover ways to make it happen, right? So talk about it, basically, and talk about it despite the yes, but people around you, but you will hear so many yes, but, you know, like Sandra, there will be thousands of them, I right? Whoever you talk, one out of two, maybe even more will be yes, but, yes, but, and it's fine. You have your plan, you have planned it out, and you know that there is an action plan as well. So you don't need to defend that against them. But while you're talking to them and in their yes, but you might actually find some things that you have not thought about. So talk about your dreams and make them loud, right? It just will feel like you are getting one step closer to it. That's how it works, talking about them. We always talk about it. We talk about it so early on. People kind of say, us, yeah, but you haven't started yet. you know." And we're like, yeah, I know we haven't. And we're starting now. So my biggest learning was more you keep it to yourself. Think about it. Are you keeping it to yourself because you are afraid of sharing it? Because then it has to become real, right? So more you talk about it, more it becomes real. That's the bottom line. The fifth point, and this is kind of like, you know, the rule for anything that you do in life, embrace the shit show. You know, shit will happen, especially when you dream big, bigger shit will happen. So just embrace it and don't expect things to be perfect because they will not be perfect and you will have to deal with big shit happening and that's okay that's how it is you can't plan for everything and the fact that you have planned will probably make the shit show look a little bit less scary because you would have thought about it And even if you hadn't had talked about it, because there's a plan, you can actually include it in the plan. So embrace the shit show. It will happen and lower your anxiety because nothing will be perfect as your plan. And the sixth one, and this is the most important one, probably. And that is one thing that I'm going to say to you. Don't do what I used to do. And what was that? I used to get all small and played small even after a big achievement. So I remember I finished my master's with the highest honors in my year. And, you know, this is Sorbonne. It's a big university. It's in French. You know, it's not my mother tongue, although I learned it for a long time. But anyhow, I finished it with the highest honors in my year. I was accepted into the PhD program with a scholarship. And when I was asked, you know what I was saying? I used to say something like, oh, it's thanks to caffeine and cigarettes. What the fuck? How pathetic is that? And that was my kind of way of being humble. 
I used to get all shy and weirdly humble about things when I achieved a big dream. And that is not okay because I learned the hard way that when you play it small after a big achievement, it costs you your self-confidence and self-belief. So please do me a favor and celebrate it big, okay? You can always celebrate and mind for others. Like you're not showing off. And that's the biggest fear, I guess, especially in the Western culture. It's like, oh, I don't want to look like I'm showing off. You are not. Just embrace the greatest achievements. Please do that for me. In reality, you don't have to be a dick when you own your achievements, right? You can be graceful, humble, and proud all at the same time. You know, making your dreams happen is a sign of dedication, hard work, commitment, consistency, and discipline. All those are great traits for bigger dreams. And please share them, you know, Close the cycle by being unapologetically proud of your achievements because sharing them is a greater contribution to your tribe, to your community, because it gives them A, a role model, B, how to do it. So just genuinely share your journey and share how you made it happen so that they can actually see that it is possible as well. Yeah, so there we go. Here are the six must-haves of what it takes to make your dreams come true. Anything you want is possible, unless you secretly dream of becoming a unicorn, which my child does, but I don't think that you do. So allow yourself to want what you want, plan for it, focus, and be ready for your own greatness. That's all it takes to make things happen, actually. All right, my friend, I am so happy to be back and be with you again. This was, as I said, a back to school episode for me. As usual, meet me here again next week with a cup of coffee or tea or glass of wine or your walking shoes. Love to you. Enjoy your week. Bye. Well, my friend, thank you for listening to this She Is Awesome podcast. If you want to share your extraordinary story and dare to inspire others, send an email to hello at academyweed.com. You can find the email address in the show notes. Well, let's meet here again next week. Take care. Bye now.